Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. This morning I want to bring you a message that God has been speaking to me about this week and I'll get to that shortly but if you have your Bibles with you I'm going to read to you from the book of Acts this morning. Acts chapter 16 and you can follow on the screen as we get that up but starting from verse 6 and the title of it is the Macedonian call. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia, I I love some of these biblical names, Phrygia, and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neopolis. From there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the woman who met us there. Now, a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptised, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. We declare in this house that your word is truth, it's life. It's all we need, Lord God, to chart the course of our life this day, Father God, and every day of our lives. But today we come before you and we rejoice that, Lord, we can do this freely. We thank you, Lord, that your word is truth. And as I bring that word this morning that you've laid in my heart, I pray you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer to portray to each one, both here in the building, in this church, and those online today, the truth that you want each one to know, Lord God. Father, that you would minister through the words that I speak today, that when people hear these words, they would hear you, not me. And God, I give you all the praise and all the glory, for it's all about you, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. So good to see so many of you here today and people are filtering back into the body of Christ in person. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but there's been quite an outbreak in Murray Bridge 
um, of COVID, but so many are recovering. And so we feel like we're, we've turned a corner and we're moving forward. So gradually um, in the church, he will see things returning to normal again and um, just encourage each other as you see each other and, and um, know that God is in control, God's sovereign, and God is um, a God who, he's not a God of chaos, he's a God of order, and God is bringing order back to our community. Amen? So this morning, I want to look at one aspect of this book of Acts, and um, there's so much in the book of Acts. It's the beginning of the church. It's the beginning of, um, you know, the, the filling of the Holy Spirit into the people that were gathered together. It's, it's repent and be baptised. It's so much. But this morning, God just really, really spoke to me this week about um, sometimes how our plans are not the plans God has for us. Sometimes our plans are the ones that need adjusting, no matter how good they might be. Are they good plans or are they God plans? Are they good ideas or are they God ideas? And the title of my message this morning is A Good Plan or a God Plan? So Paul and Silas and their colleagues were setting off on their travels and they were going to preach the gospel. Good idea? Yeah. God idea? Yes. Spreading the good news of Jesus and the life that he brings for each one. And how their plan, as they set out, was adjusted and brought into alignment with God's purpose, making their good plan a God plan. It was altered, it was realigned, and there was adjustment made along the way. And I want to really look at that this morning. And I also want to look at how that applies to us today and how God will always speak to us when we're about his business. You see, we can pick up and do the things we know God wants us to do. But there comes a time sometimes where we need to adjust, where we need to let go of things, where we need to move forward and realign and graft into the perfect will of God. So let's get into the scripture. Verse 6, now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. That's really strong. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And after they'd come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Sometimes God says, don't go. Sometimes what seems like following the Great Commission and preaching the word in season and out of season... Is, is the perfect will of God, but it always comes down to God's timing and God's purpose and plan through it all. And this comes back to the, the, the fact that it's so important for us to listen to him, the importance of us to daily hear his voice, to come into his word, to start our day in prayer, to start our day in the word of God so that God can speak to us, to still our souls before him so that when we're about his business, if he's wanting to adjust our lives, if he's wanting to adjust the path that we're on, we can hear him saying that. When God says, don't go, what seems like that great idea, it's like we... We take our logic and we think, yes, but God, I'm doing what you want me to do. But you see, there's a purpose in God's adjusting. And sometimes incredible catastrophes are avoided just by listening to what God would say and adjusting in the things that he wants us to do. Listening to God's wisdom, listening to good godly counsel from friends that are in God so that you can relate to each other and share the things that God's speaking to you about. 
And then I asked myself as I was reading this, why, why did God forbid them to go into Asia at that time? What was happening in Asia? Did he not want Asia to hear the gospel? Did he not want Paul and Silas and Timothy and Luke and all of theirs to, to put themselves at risk? Did he have somebody else already doing it? Did he say, we're not doubling up, you know, you need to do this and they're going to do that? No, he didn't. He just said, don't go, don't go. You're forbidden to preach in Asia. And that was the season and it was the now word for them. So they adjusted. And it's God's timing in everything because only God's timing will bring his will to pass. And we know that in God's timing, he brings all things into perfection. You know, we can be praying for things in our lives and waiting on him. And if we try and make things happen ahead of time, just like Sarah and Abraham and Hagar, they acted outside of God's will and it caused a disaster, one which I think we're still feeling the repercussions of to this very day. See, we will never reap outside of the season of God that he has for us. If we plant in winter, we can't reap in winter. We've got to wait for the summer to come. We've got to wait for God's season. And only God knows what is ahead of us. I can remember one day setting off to go and minister to someone and my car broke down. And on the way, I'm thinking, I'm going to be late, I'm going to be late, I'm going to be late. And the car broke down and then I had to call the RAA. And by the time they came, it was an hour later. And when I set off on the path that I was going on, it found out that there'd been this massive accident just down the road. And if I had been on time, then I would potentially have been involved in that accident. And the result wouldn't have been a good one. So sometimes the delays in God are also providential. So if we walk in the path that he sets before us, when he says stop, we need to stop. And when he says go, we need to go. And when he says just pull off to the side here and have a word of prayer with me, we need to be doing that as well. It's the importance of listening to him in everything that he says to us. Only God knows what's ahead. And it was the Holy Ghost that did not permit them. We aren't told how he spoke to them. Maybe he spoke in a dream. Maybe he had audible voice of God. We don't know. But it was very definitely a cease and desist, a stop from what you're doing. And it was in their spirits. And you know sometimes when you're about to do something and you feel that quickening your spirit, you feel the Holy Spirit just give you that sense of unease and you know that you've got to stop, you've got to pull back. And when that happens, I always say, Lord, what is it? What is it you want me to know? What is it you want me to do? What is it you want me to say? How long do I wait on you for this? Because if we're listening to him, if the Spirit's forbidding us, if the Spirit is stopping us from doing something, there is a God purpose way beyond our logical and our understanding. Sometimes God will allow us to see the things that are happening around us, but sometimes it's just walking in trust and in faith in God and trusting that God is a good God and he has a good plan for us. And even when bad things are happening around us, God is still good, God is still faithful, God is still loving and God's plan for you is still a good plan when you seek him with all your heart. Amen. However it happened, these guys turned in and tuned in just like 
Pastor Trevor was talking about Vision Christian Radio. Tune in to the sound of God's voice. Tune in to God's frequency and you'll hear what he wants you to know. They had to walk in his spirit through prayer and seeking his face. And sometimes it's very, very definitely not what you want. Nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Sometimes it will cost us something to stop what we're doing. Sometimes it will grieve our spirits when something is happening that is breaking our hearts, when something is happening that you think you can do something about and yet God is saying, stop, just wait, wait on me, wait on me and on my word. Wait on the prompting of the Holy Spirit before you move forward because only God knows the beginning from the end and everything in between. Like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You see, we must be led by the Spirit of God. And to be led by the Spirit of God, we need to be listening to him. We need to tune in to him. Romans eight thirteen to 15. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. See, Paul had a vision, and Paul had many visions that we hear about. I can't wait to get to heaven and just to stand before Paul and say, tell me about this and tell me about that. You know, and when we stand before Jesus, we're going to know all things, but I know that some of the conversations that we're going to have on the other side of this realm are going to be absolutely outstanding. And there'll be no pain and no tears and no suffering. There'll be only joy. And we can know that, God's plan that we couldn't work out why it happened or when it happened. The questions that we have and had and will have were all going to be answered when we stand before the Lord. But as we're led by his spirit, we've just got to trust him. Trust him in the unknown. Trust him in the things that we don't understand, knowing that he is such a good God. The vision with the man from Macedonia, some say it was a man, some say it was an angel. But that Macedonian man forbade him to preach in one place. But it didn't render Paul and all of the others void. He said, now go, come to Macedonia and help so there was a charting of direction, a navigating of the course that they had, which said, not this way, but this way, because God's purpose was in it all. An angel appeared to him, and he knew that it was the will of Christ that he should go. Sometimes where we want to go is not where God wants us to go, or it may be that he does, but the timing is not right. Sometimes these good ideas that we have are not the God ideas. We must seek God in the time that we're living in for the things that we're about to do. And as a church, we're about to embark on some programs coming into the first and second term that are going to really reach out into our community and do things that we know is a slight change of direction 
but we also know that God is in it. We know that God is directing us and we know that God is going to use these things to reach out with the love of Christ into our community, doing the things that he wants us to do. God ideas, God plans, not good ideas or good plans. Sometimes we're so busy doing the good things, we're too busy to hear from God. Sometimes in the still of the night when you draw aside and you be with him, he can speak to you so incredibly. I was out in the garden this week. I've really taken to gardening in the last month or so and I've got a veggie garden and it's just awesome. (laughs) But I went to an apple tree. Can you put that slide of the apple tree up for me, please? I've got three apple trees in the garden and as I looked at the apple tree... I thought, well, is that very clear? That's the base of the apple tree. And I looked at it and I thought, all those shoots at the base of that apple tree, they're not grafted properly into the proper fruit tree. And God began to speak to me about it. See, this is what it's like when you're doing the things that are good ideas. Because you're putting all your energy into the things that are at the base and not sending it up into the tree, into the grafted tree that's going to produce fruit. And God began to speak to me about the fact that these things need to be snipped off so that all the energy from the root system is feeding into the tree, just like John 15 with the vine and the branches where Jesus said anything that's not going to bear fruit is going to be snipped off and sent into the furnace because God wants us to produce fruit in our lives. So I got on my knee. I can't bend on one knee because it needs some work. I got down on my knee. That's information that's really not necessary, but that's how it is. I got on my one knee and I got my snips and I started to snip away at the base of this tree. And as I was doing it, I was seeing the, pr- the principle in God that in letting go of the things that are good ideas and the works that, that we're doing, maybe not you, but maybe me, maybe the things that I'm doing that are not producing the fruit, you see those shoots at the bottom of that tree are never going to produce apples. They will never produce apples. All they will do is draw from the strength of the tree where the the food should be going through the root system up into the branches and producing those fruit that are edible and are going to be abundant. So we need to get down and snip off those things that are looking like a tree. They're looking green. They're looking healthy. But where's the fruit? And that's like... The scripture that God's been speaking to me about is don't go about doing the things that are good, do the things that are God. Don't go about doing the things that are are taking energy and it's not where I want you to be and it's not doing what I want you to do. I want you to snip those things off, prune them from the vine. Read John 15 when you go home and let that fruit be produced and you can see that It's all the way around. I started snipping on the right-hand side and now the ground around that tree, I'll send you a photo if you want, is all clear and all the goodness is going back up into that tree and that's how we should be, absolutely grafted into God and doing the things that he wants us to do and not being distracted, not setting our ship into a place where we're forbidden to go, where we are not required to be, where we're superfluous, where we are doubling up on the things that are already being done in God. 
And it was such an illustration to me, a practical illustration to me of being grafted into God and only doing those things like Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Listen to the words that God is saying so that we can be so in tune with his spirit and not be just producing greenness but no fruit. And that's making the main thing the main thing. It's being a, a church and a community of believers that are reaching out and touching people with the life and love of Jesus in practical ways as well as look, pointing them to the, the necessity to have that relationship with him. You see, through that all, God's glorified. It's making the main thing the main thing. Serving the vision of God, serving the vision of the house. Walking in unity with servant hearts of one accord. Those servant hearts that say we esteem each other higher than ourselves. What can I do for you? What would God have me do for you? How can I help you? How can I be part of God's solution in your life? Preaching the gospel in this time and this place to this people. Through Murray Bridge and beyond with the hope of Jesus. But what is the adjustment that God is making as we set out to do these things? See, Paul followed that divine direction and he adjusted his plan and laid aside his thoughts of Asia. What must that have cost him to lay down? He was off to preach to Asia to see people saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. Imagine what that must have done to him. What, was that, what would that do to us if we're about a ministry and God says, stop doing that, I want you to do this, let go of it. See, it's not about us. God's no respecter of persons and yet he loves each one of us so incredibly, so completely, beyond all we can understand. And it's like Chelsea said, in her communion this morning, sometimes we've got to sacrifice the things that we want to do the things that God wants us to do. And as we exchange our natural for the supernatural, God begins to build us and shape us and make us and take us through into a time of fruitfulness. Not saplings at the base of a tree that are taking the strength and the resource that is needed to grow the fruit. So it's walking in that obedience to God. When he calls, when he says, answer and say yes. What is God asking of you today? What is God requiring of you today? It may be he's not requiring you to lay anything down or adjust anything. But I know he is of me and I can only share where I'm at. And I can only share the things that he's showing me. Then verse 11, we look at the process. God says, stop doing this, go here. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace and the next day came to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of the part of Macedonia, a colony, and we were staying in that city for some time. Set your course. See, there's a process of setting your sails, stocking your boat, filling yourself up with what you need for the journey that's ahead. Filling yourself up with the word of God so that as God directs, we have the strength and the capacity to move forward in what he's giving us to do. Preparing in the natural 
and preparing in the spirit. Sometimes it means a laying down of things that you're doing. Sometimes it means a picking up of things that you need to be doing. Sometimes it means you've got to pick up those books and start studying. Sometimes it means that the job you're doing is going to be adjusted. Sometimes it means that friendship groups are going to be altered. It looks different for every one of us. But for each one of us, as we begin this new course this year, there is something that is required of us, and that's trust in God and obedience to what he's showing us. We have the natural preparation. And he steered his course. Off they went. They set sail from Troas. And that was a straight course. So that was straightforward. Off they went to Samothrace. And the next day, Neapolis. And from there to Philippi. And there they stayed for some days. The initial stages of our journeys can sometimes be really easy. We have a good wind behind us. We're powered and motivated and our agenda is in line with what God wants us to do. And then we get to the port that we're supposed to be at and we stay there for some days. And it doesn't say how many days, how long that season was. And as we begin our journey, it's all going fine. But at the first sign of trouble or resistance, sometimes our natural inclination is to give up, to be discouraged, to think, well, you know, I thought you said this, God. And you start to second guess the things God's shown you, the things that God is revealing to you. Sometimes we want to just get back in the boat and go back to harbour where it's safe and it's comfortable. But a scripture, as it says, he, they arrived there and stayed for some days. And sometimes when we get there with that weight that it's, it's, it's in front of us, the reception's not what we're expecting. We're not seeing the result we wanted straight away. There wasn't a welcoming committee. Maybe the man from Macedonia that had spoken to Paul and said, off you go, I want you to go and help us in Macedonia. He wasn't there to meet them. They stayed there. I'm not seeing what I expect. Maybe the language was a language that they didn't understand. Sometimes we can be in a place where we know God wants us to be and everything that's being spoken is foreign to us because it really is in opposition to everything that the Spirit of God is wanting to say or do in us and through us. Sometimes we just need to listen, just need to listen and just need to wait. We need to not give up. And they stayed put for several days, however long. Maybe they were looking for the crowds to come to see the signs and wonders and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But they just stayed there. We don't know where. It was days before anybody even noticed them there at all. No friends. How uncomfortable. Can anyone relate to what I'm saying? Sometimes when God calls us to a new season, we feel like the fifth wheel on a vehicle. Sometimes we feel like we're useless. Sometimes we feel like, was that really you, God? But when you've heard and when you've walked in obedience, you know that God is leading you and guiding you. You just have to wait on him for his result. 
despite how you feel, despite what you see, despite what you're not seeing, know that God is faithful and God's timing is perfect and he'll bring it to pass in his good and perfect time. And then Lydia. Verse 13, and on the Sabbath day... We went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made and we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptised, she begged us saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And so she persuaded us. They met at the river. They didn't go to the synagogue. They weren't in the town hall. They weren't in a church building. They went to the river outside of the city. There was a group of women, so it wouldn't have been the regular crowd that Paul and his cohorts were used to. They went outside to pray. And it speaks of, for us as a church, not just expecting things to happen in the church, but wherever you go, wherever you are, you are the body of Christ. You are the believers. And wherever you are, the body of Christ is functioning because God is in you. The Spirit of God is in you to use you, to speak through you, to encourage through you, to, to give you the eyes to see the things. So the church is outside of the walls of this building. This is, this is the church proper But we are the body of Christ. And as we move out into our communities, we can expect to meet with people who are hungry for God, like Lydia. We know four things about Lydia. We know her name. We know that she was a seller of purple, so she was a businesswoman. We know that she was from the city of Thyatira. And maybe through marriage, she came to to live in Macedonia. But we also know that the Lord opened her heart and as a result of that, she and her whole family were baptised. But we also know that that was the beginning where Lydia said to Paul and, and his, his people, come back to my house, come to my house. And she persuaded them and they came back. And do you know what? That was the, the re- first recorded church in Europe. It was the beginning of the church in Europe And it came down to the fact that Paul listened to God. He was forbidden to go where he was planning to go. The Spirit of God did not permit him to go there. He followed the Word of God. He was obedient. He walked. He got in that boat and they moved out doing what God wanted them to do. They went through a time of tempestuous stuff. They went through a time of waiting on God. They went through a time where they just sat and waited and then... Lydia, she opened her heart. And it was incredible because in those times, women in business were not common. And women to be leaders were not common. But we all know that Christ has broken down every barrier, every sexism barrier, every, every race barrier, every cultural barrier as well. And Lydia is an example of a, a person who yields to God and wants to be serving God and wants to do the will of God. And so it's recorded that social barriers and cultural barriers are all broken down as Lydia says yes and is so earnest on hearing the word of God to the point where she has them all come back and stay at her house and that was the beginning of the first church in Europe, all because Paul listened 
to the Spirit of God, walked in the direction that God had for him, responded, said yes to God, changed his good plan to a God plan, changed his good idea to a God idea, became fruitful in the ministry in that time and in that place, snipped off all of those bits of grass and mini trees that were growing around that weren't going to produce fruit and came to a place where he said, yes, Lord. And that was the result. So as we respond to the Spirit of God, trusting for God results, we're going to see what God wants to do in us and through us, laying down our plans and our purposes so that we can be totally aligned with God's purpose and God's plan for your life, for our life as a church body and for our community. What a difference you can make in your world as you listen to God. Maybe he's saying to you, pull those sails down. Maybe he's saying, tack. <laughs> Maybe he's saying, put those sails up. Maybe he's saying, put, get rid of your ballast or portside starboard, all that boat stuff. I don't know. But what I do know is that as God speaks, we need to listen and we need to walk in the plan that he has for us and in the joy that he has for us as well because serving God is a joy. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. His plans for us are good, not for evil, to give us a future as we seek him with all our hearts and with all our souls, making a difference to our world, to our business. Lydia was a seller of purple. She brought her business world into what she was doing and what she became in the church. We need business people. We need educators. We need mums and dads and single ladies and single gentlemen. We need kids and we need teenagers because every single person has a purpose in God if we listen to what God's saying to us at this time. Today, I'm going to finish now. As I finish, I just ask each one of us, let's, let's, in the week that's ahead, let's search our hearts. Let's say, God, what is it that you're saying to me? Let's say, God, what is it that you're showing me? What is it that you want me to adjust, adapt, adopt and align so that I can be moving in the direction that you have for me in this time and this place? And this is exciting. Can we just seek God together for what you want to do in him? Is it a good plan? Is it a God plan? Is it a good idea? Is it a God idea? You see, there's nothing wrong with good ideas. But is it a God idea? Only you and God know that. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today that, Lord, those decisions that we make start with a decision to receive you as Saviour and as Lord. Lord, we can receive you, Jesus, as Saviour, but unless you are, your, you are the Lord of our life and the Lord of every aspect of our life, Lord, we're not complete in you. And God, we want to be so complete and we want to be so used by you. And we want, Father God, to be walking in obedience to you. We want to be as children of God, led by the Spirit of God, as sons and daughters of you, Father God. I ask you today, 
Lord, if there is any in this place or online that don't know you as Saviour and Lord, that you would touch every heart now as they reach out to you and say, Lord Jesus, take my life, forgive me my sins, receive me as your child as I receive you as my Heavenly Father and Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. Fill me with your spirit and direct me in the path you have for me in Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us so we can resource you and help you. But for those of us today who are embarking on journeys, who maybe are out in the middle of the sea in a ministry area, Father God, I pray that you would minister to each and every one of us today, that you would show us the path that we are to take. Lord, if there are things that we need to let go of, if there are things that we need to pick up, if there are things that we need to change in direction, whether it be mindsets or physical direction, Father, I pray that you would speak to each and every one today, that you would minister to everyone right at their point of need today and show us the path that we should walk. Laying down the plans that I have, that we have, so we can pick up the plans that you have for us, Lord God. For, Lord, only you know the beginning from the end and everything in between. And, Lord, we just, we just honour you as our God, as our King, and we just want to give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honour because it's all about you. Help us to adjust. Help us to adapt what you want us to adapt. In the name of Jesus, we pray that we would be about your business and make the main thing the main thing and we pray this in the matchless and the holy and the most wondrous name of Jesus and everyone said amen thanks for listening to this week's message if you enjoyed today's podcast make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am.